Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the movie episode of the OK Gatsby, Colin, Vibe, Vibe and, and Read, with, read us. with Us. Season four. Season four. Season you, you, four. You skipped season four up top, and I was confused. I was lost I, in the wilderness. I said movie episode. I don't know. I just... You took it from a new angle. Every day we find a fresh way to talk about these books. It's a fresh way. Oh, this feels like a special episode. You know, it feels like the finale. Like, thanks for listening. Let's have some fun. You know, it's like the last day of school when the teacher tells you about their summer plans (laughs) and they're like, I'm going to Arizona with my girlfriend. You're like, the teacher has a girlfriend? What the heck? Exactly. We're not going to see. Any of these listeners for the rest of the summer, it's time to get real, you know? Yeah, let's just tell them how we are. Like, actually, I don't care if you do your grammar homework. It means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Shakespeare sucks. Hey, guys. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to teach you that. I wanted to teach you some cool stuff. (laughs) But where's the Bukowski, you know? Yeah, why aren't we reading the Satanic Bible, you know? Really understand, like, a subversive <laughs> culture, man. What are we going to read freaking, freaking To Kill a Mockingbird again? How about I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, my favorite book yeah. by <laughs> Tucker Max. Can you imagine being an English teacher who loves that book <laughs> and wants to teach it? <laughs> loves a memoir about being a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Just it's like not really, literary. Yeah. Teaching this to a 14-year-old freshman. Like, like, guys, this is how it be when you're with a lady. It's the dominance you have to. Yeah, this is how it really be. Next, we're going to read the novelization of the series Entourage. Okay? Are you guys ready? You know what? We're just going to watch Entourage. You really got to get Film as text. Yes. I actually taught a senior year. Senior, I, My only teaching job, I was a long-term sub, and I taught only the second semester of senior year English. And at that point, they had just gone, okay, this is just a film class now. And so we just watched whatever we wanted. I, got, I, did, I taught, um, I did The Graduate. That was like my straight-up one. And then I did a Christopher oh. Nolan unit, Kevin. I did a Christopher <laughs> Nolan unit. Really Rush, studied Christopher Nolan. Memento, Inception, um, Dark Knight, obviously. Um, and then I forget, but I, I just really... really poses the question, why so serious? <laughs> and for homework, write me a thousand-word essay on why so serious. <laughs> or burn a pile of money. Whatever whatever feels right. You know, Whatever feels like a so good celebration. So when burns a pile of money, what is that a symbolism for? <laughs> Do you guys get it? He's burning the money. Do you not get it? He actually doesn't care about money. (laughs) Do you get it? Let me know if and when you get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, good, good, I mean, okay, good riffs so so far. Let's take a breath. We were hot to try. (laughs) (laughs) Slow it down. You can't keep that pace up. That pace could not be kept up this whole podcast. No, that's, yeah. Absolutely not. But we, we got, appreciate we got it. all night. <laughs> we have <laughs> slow it down, baby. <laughs> we can't podcast like that all night. We got nowhere to be. <laughs> we'll work our way up to that again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um Okay, so we both watched the two thousand five version of Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. Yes. Watched it what this it? morning. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, she, I mean, she's just a, a distractingly beautiful woman. She's perfect, yeah, so, and she's also, like, has, like, some small imperfections, like, sometimes the, I mean, whatever, this is gonna be about how beautiful Karen Knightley is for a second, I guess. Uh, I mean, like, sometimes, like, eh, there's, like, some slight um asymmetricalities in her face that they show and it just makes her more beautiful and she like she'll even like look bad you know when she walks to um to uh netherfield she looked a little bit quote-unquote bad and we're supposed to and it was like she's incredible she can do no wrong 
But it's also so funny to like <clears throat> cast her in a role where she is specifically the second most beautiful. Like the book needs her to be less exactly. beautiful than her sister. Exactly. It, it, it is like a bit like, of a miscast. I, I get, I, I mean, yeah, and it's I get it. Like Hollywood, is, like they do what they can to make everyone beautiful, and it's like. Just like a blonde woman who I don't know is like supposed to be the most beautiful woman in the movie, right? Ish, but she's blonde. That's her thing. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Is you got to be blonde. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes her perfect. That's what, yeah. That's Keira Knightley's biggest flaw. <laughs> Not blonde. Pass. It's an interesting choice, though, for. Elizabeth and that like I honestly like how she acted in the movie I don't I almost picture like Elizabeth would be closer to her uh, Pirates in the Caribbean character well that that is someone like, with like more spunk and anger and like like is angrier at society than the the how she played Elizabeth in my mind that's interesting I mean I mean she definitely was spunky she was saying spunky things but I, I know I, I get what you're talking about but what do you what do you mean she, she was how did she appear um I think just how her eyes looked at every line like even when she was being mean to Darcy it was like there was no edge or like derision to it <clears throat> it was all like and maybe it's just because like this is my bias but like it was almost all like flirty and like so benign compared to what I saw it in the book is like her really like kind of showing like showing she's not a- <laughs> afraid. Like this was kind of like a quiet person like talking behind their back almost in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I, I'm remembering the, the scene where she says, uh, you know, like even if your partner is barely tolerable and she turns around and walks away, but like really Darcy didn't even get that insulted. No. And she kind of is like under her breath. I know what you mean. She's being a little bit like it's not as bold as and her pirates. Even of the like Caribbean a little character. smile at the end, where it, like she kind of likes the tease. Where in the book, especially as it goes along, it feels like she's really trying to hurt him. Like yeah, <laughs> and she was, just likes there this was guy. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, it didn't feel as big of a change. Um, from the initial first, from the it felt more just like a a slow flirtation with a guy, like a will they, won't they? Yeah. Then like a, I hate this dude. I wish he would never come around again. Like seriously, go yes. away. Like we don't like you. Yeah, this definitely made me like reflect on like as much as we complained about how the book really took its time. Like getting to know the characters in the situation makes it so that the change is more compelling and dramatic where this was like you don't even really get to tell that what he said is a big deal like you almost don't hear it what do you when he said what oh with like the in, uh in the beginning when he's like yeah. uh, i don't i don't want to dance or something like and he like i couldn't even quote it what it said because it was like so it was like 30 seconds and she even gets a fun line in like that's supposed to be like devastating and like ruin her and make right. her object of pity for the whole town yeah. right but no. And, no. And, like, we don't even get a sense that, like, he is hated. Like, it's a surprise at the end of the dad, but you don't even get a sense that da- in the movie version that the dad even knew or cared about what Darcy did or didn't do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, because it clipped along and because it had to kind of, like, have that sort of, had a, you know, had a rom-com energy to it. Um. But, yeah, but I feel like they really, they they went all rom. There was like no cop. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's see. I mean, I mean, of course. Okay, so no, there was calm. You're wrong. Uh, you're a wrong. You're, you're a wrong calm. That's who you are. Um, but I mean, Mr. Bennett was pretty funny. I mean, he was actually like more sweet than funny. I guess in the movie. Um, yeah, he 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 played like more like. Uh, like it was less like a like I think we read him as like almost like a sitcom dad, and this is yeah. more of just like almost like a Dumbledore character. Like true, I mean, like right. They really played up the moment where uh, uh, when Mr. Collins' proposal, um, he goes, "Well, you're gonna have to, you know, not talk to one of your parents because if you're if you if you marry him, I'll never talk to you again. If you don't marry him, she'll never talk to you again." 
like he made it so honorable and he really comforted yeah. her um but yeah in the book there was like a funny line of like a guy being yeah like, this is silly <laughs> yeah yeah it took some of his silliness and made it more like um pride and honor and and like but really warmth. it's like yeah and warmth whereas like this guy just doesn't like nonsense this guy is just kind of over it and he wants to make fun of it he was also so old. Like, his oldest daughter is 23. Like, when did he have these kids? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, we're talking about, yeah, it's like a Donald Sutherland, and this is like, he was easily in his 60s. Yeah. But they are, I mean, like, that does, I mean, he, this is a guy who's got to, supposed to be, you know, they're scared of him dying. I mean, like, are they, they're very conscious of his mortality because of the, because yeah. um, of the entailment. For sure. <clears throat> but, uh... That is a good point. How old is this guy? I always saw him as like in his early 50s at the latest. Yeah, this is 60 plus easy. Yeah. I don't know. And like I think think the biggest thing with the compressing is that you miss so much of like at no point in the movie do you feel like the director uh, and like script writer like were like society is ridiculous. It was like this is a great romance. Where the True. book was so much about, like, look how silly all this is. Like, how much has to be bent out of shape over, like, these absurd arrangements. And, like, no one's getting what they want, basically. Like, yeah, like, they, they really did take pains in the book to be like, this is, you know, this is, everyone's jumping through hoops and no one's really getting rewarded for it. This is just a bunch of wasted time and effort for nothing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I and then also Mr. Collins too of like they just didn't have the time. Like it's so hard to take the time to show a boring person in movies cuz like boredom in movies is the biggest sin. So like Right. <laughs> to okay, show wait, someone bef- absurdly boring, it's it's very hard to do. <laughs> I want to talk about Mr. Collins. I love Mr. Collins. I want to I want to address the Mr. Collins character, but there were they they did sneak in some social critique. I I remember um Lady Lucas Charlotte Lucas yeah. Um, has a very preachy yeah. scene with Elizabeth when she when she takes Mr. Collins' proposal. She go and it's almost like very much. Uh, that's like where they put it. They put it all right there. Yeah, in that I'm one seven. I'm a burden to my family. Do not judge me. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> whereas, like I'm watching it in my. I'm watching in it. In I'm watching it. House. I'm 30 years old in my parents' lake house. Uh, single and unmarried, uh, you know. Um. And you're like, Mom, more sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm doing the pod with my buddy. Mom, Leave me alone. quiet down. We're recording. I'm in the booth. No, I will not pick up my clothes. I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the booth spitting pod fire. <laughs> um, okay, but I thought that Mr. Collins... Okay, so... Um, my first thing with Mr. Collins was they cast a way younger guy to play Mr. Collins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember how old Mr. Collins is supposed to be, but he's, he's got a, a 30-something vibe to him in the book, for sure. Part of his and, thing was, like, he's older. Yeah. He he's finally played, got his parish, parish, and he like he finally reached the point where he can have a wife. And it's like he's far past the time where he should have gotten married, right? It's like he's overdue, yeah. it feels like. I yeah. pictured him easily almost 40. I pictured him like old. Yeah. Um, I I thought, But I thought I did like the casting. Like, I loved – his name is Tom Hollander. Um, yeah, for sure. I saw him – I remember seeing him in About Time. He's amazing in That's About Time. Was. I love About Time. Me too. Oh, my God. Let's make this an About Time. <laughs> Talk about a rom-com. That is – that's mostly that, rom, yeah, that's, too. That's – that's mostly wrong, but there's some common there. More common than this movie, I would say. <laughs> Inter- yeah. Okay. Right. But okay. But he crushes it. I think he. I think he does play a boring. He he leans more towards weird and like he like never makes eye contact with anyone the entire time. He plays like an odd, you know, an odd duck. What do you think of the Collins, Mr. Collins? Um. I mean, he he's good at being a weirdo. Um, and like, I thought the scene where she rejected him was really funny, especially when she's running away and her yeah. mom is chasing after her down the way. <laughs> I thought that was great. Okay. And that was very Mr. Bennett too. I remember cause she goes, he has to do something and he goes, what do you want me to do about it? And that was like, yeah. that, that was down. Yeah. 
Don Sullivan, he played a, he played one aspect of Mr. Bennett very well, which is like the honorable father. But yeah, I agree. The comic side of Mr. Bennett was lost probably by choice. And there's never any point where like that criticism of him being too lax with his daughter, like that was a heavy moment of the book and like important to like right. be like you like you do have to be careful about like the society will like ruin your life whether you are take it seriously or not. Um, so, but also I think, what was I going to say? Well, the point is, I have a point about this is that like with both that, uh, that point where your daughters are silly and then, and that results in, um, actual consequences. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. You were saved by Darcy. Mm-hmm. Um, this same happens with Elizabeth questioning the, you know, marrying for money or not marrying for money. She questions it for a little while, but then she marries for money. And, like the oh. result of the story being, uh, you know, of, of the result of the story not not having those things be central, not having them be actually consequential, just kind of flirting with the idea that maybe they had consequence, and then and then making them inconsequential. That results in the movie making them inconsequential and just cutting out the middleman and making it who cares? All about this this romance. Yeah, but I I feel like it like like if I did not read the book, I would have no idea like who Lady Catherine is, like, why she matters at all, like, what any of this. <laughs> yeah, right. I would think it was just, like, I would, even, like, when she rejected, it was, like, like, even Wickham's explanation was, like, like what, maybe, like, a minute of, like, or even, like, 30 seconds wow. of, like. yes, right. And so it's, like, yeah, those are the two central facts of, of the book is, like, Wickham uh, is a jerk and, like, Darcy is... Uh, broke up Bingley, but Wickham as a jerk is maybe like thirty seconds of him explaining to lying to Elizabeth about what happened. Right. Um, thirty seconds of a letter. Even in the mo- in the movie, it was a letter being read. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they didn't bother to show Georgiana being led astray or anything. And then he just shows back up with married to Lydia and everyone's like okay all is well <laughs> all is well it's yeah it's oh, yeah i mean like the, these beats are like are so thin and so like basically thrown in out of you know duty to the text you know like for you know yeah <clears throat> it, it feels like they i don't know they should have picked like one they should have like just cut out whole plots and, like i don't know i don't know how i would do this cuz it like it almost would work. I mean, there is like a BBC miniseries that I kind of want to check out because I feel like it would be a better, like television would be better suited for like how slow and and building all like all oh, these yeah. plots are. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not a it's not a what happens next story. It's like a, a it's a story of moments and you know reflection and discussions and, and contemplation. Reveals. Yeah, reveals of like, oh man, all that contemplation I had done was actually for naught. I didn't have the information that I needed to fully contemplate. Yeah. No, it's so, and and Hollywood is all about like. I mean, obviously, that's the one of the the flaws of any novel going to film is that you can't show thoughts, you can't show reflection. It's very hard to visualize that. Yeah. <laughs> can't just have like characters just sitting around like with their hand on their chin and being like hmm i used to hate darcy but now i like darcy whereas in the book it's like a whole chapter of elizabeth is just kind of like thinking that she might have been maybe wrong about darcy perhaps yes and it's that slow build that's so yeah that's like the whole appeal of the book yeah that's what's romantic is slowly changing a woman's mind <laughs> not just ladies pain, pain for her sister's wedding and everything's erased it's <laughs> It's slowly grinding down the resistance of someone who does not like you. <laughs> okay, speaking of what made Elizabeth like Darcy, it feels like in the book it was kind of a joke that maybe when she saw Pemberley she began to love Darcy, but in the movie it's like she gets the letter and then she goes to Pemberley. And then she she spies on him uh showing like her sister giving Darcy yeah. a hug. Yeah. And she's like, now I love this man. Yeah. <laughs> His sister <laughs> loves him. He must be all good. <laughs> Here is a statue of him. What a handsome man. 
I wish they had sh- they didn't show the statue. I wish they had shown the statue. They just showed her looking at the back of a st- of like from the back. I wish they had yeah. like I wish someone had had to in the props department had had to make. I think made. I saw it from the front. Oh really? Oh, okay, maybe yeah, I you, maybe, maybe I was getting your phone. <laughs> Yeah, weren't as dedicated to this <laughs> 2005 film. <laughs> I thought the guy that casted as Darcy had major John Cusack vibes. Like every oh, look he gave was like high fidelity, like longing that like <laughs> from the beginning. Oh, of, like, okay, yeah, his acting, yeah, totally. It like was a, miserable uh, but restrained. Like that sort of like I am very dignified about my misery. <laughs> I mean Matthew McFadden, Matthew McFadden or McFadden, I don't know, there's a Y in there, but yeah, I think he was very well cast. I love him. He's incredible. What else He's is he great. In? Succession. Great oh yeah. Do you watch Succession? I don't watch Succession. He is one of the Succession. highlights of Succession. He is an incredible comedic actor with a lot of range and he didn't use much of it for this, but he doesn't it's not it's not there's no overlap at all with the two performances but yeah uh, he's just very good yeah no for sure i mean i felt like one thing i thought watching this especially from the beginning was like oh man england looks like the most miserable place in the world (laughs) (laughs) even the nice places i was like I would hate this. It's uh, the vibe is off in England. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with them, but like every house looks like a haunted cage. <laughs> and then you Do go, go into on. Lady Catherine's and you're like, what a what a tacky gold like not like piece of nonsense that is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, out of the, all the houses that I saw, I would prefer to live in the Bennett's house. Like, it just seems like a normal house. Whereas, like, Pemberley looks like, like, looks like a museum, like a Pemberley marble floors. A yeah. Like, like all the statuary and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, Lady, Lady Catherine's place is overly gaudy. Yeah, yeah all, I, every room in England is either cavernous or the smallest room you could possibly imagine. And and we live in New York. And I still was New like, York. Where where do, do they like how does anyone live in this? like it just like it just everything seems dusty in a way. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, dust hey, in just England. This new house, it is somehow already filled with <laughs> dust. And the ghosts of a thousand soldiers who died for a thousand kings. I mean, yeah, this is an old world, new world divide, clearly. I mean, uh, you know, there's definitely just, you know, European dust just hits different. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a more robust dust. It hits harder. Yeah, robust dust. <laughs> robust dust. <laughs> Do robust. Okay, did you have any more? I had a few other casting points to make. Um, I thought that the Mr. Bingley was cast very well. Simon Woods, just a blonde yeah. idiot. Oh, Mr. I, I love Mr. Bingley. Yeah, so good because he was like, I think he was, and maybe he was acting this way too. He was likable and dumb, like just yeah. not smart, not I, smart. I think he was the closest to what I imagine the character in the book. Yeah, like just uh, charming and great, but nothing behind there. Yeah, empty eyes, but sweet, sweet as yeah. pup puppy dog. And what'd you think of Jane? I thought I I thought I think I think maybe Jane was almost a little too knowing in a way, because um, I think there is almost like a innocence to a fault with or naivete to a fault with Jane, right? That I think this actor like uh, there was kind of a knowing edge to it, although I mean. I thought her and Kira's chemistry was great. Like, I really believe that, like, oh, these people, they they love each other dearly and have, like, each other's best interests at heart. I agree. Jane was played by Rosamund Pike, who played the girl in Gone Girl. Oh. Wow. The girl who got gone. She's gone? Where'd she she go? (laughs) She's (laughs) gone. I thought, like, the scene where they're, like, talking, like, they're always talking under covers. That's sweet. Yeah. 
That's just a sister's thing. I have never talked to my brothers <laughs> under a cover, like, in my 20s. <laughs> like, hey, guys, come on to the covers. I want to tell you about my date last night. <laughs> this is one of those real convos. We have to have it under the covers. I think you understand. Oh, sir, I'll get the blanket. Let me go. Sorry. But, yeah, like, here is a way of smiling at people that it's like, oh, wow, I would love to be smiled at like that. <laughs> Kira Knightley is, uh, yeah, she's, it's crazy how she's got the girl next door slash the most beautiful woman you've ever seen yeah. in your life. My dad was like, how was the movie last night? And I go, oh, it was, it was great. And he goes, man, I can watch Kira Knightley do anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very polite, he's a very polite uh, man, my father. And he, he doesn't say stuff, he doesn't, he just doesn't make comments about women's appearance very often. So that, that was like the equivalent of him being like, damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch her no. paint a house. Yeah. No, that's she like she I mean she's a star. And it's just like but I think there's such an earnestness behind her eyes that it felt like cuz in my mind like Elizabeth had like had built up a pretty strong wall cuz she was kind of resigned to be a spinster forever cuz she hated everybody. Yeah. Um and for this it looked like Kira was at any moment like ready for intimacy and it and it felt like wow yeah no i, I know what you're talking about right and the, i mean the character yeah the character is supposed to be a little bit callous a little bit over it especially after the i mean this the, the movie did kind of remind me about how big of a deal it was for her to refuse mr collins it made a yeah. it made a big deal of it and then um they kind of made her like seem a little different after that and uh but the callousness is supposed to be that, that's supposed to be a tr- contribute to that callousness that she's supposed to exude uh exude uh yeah um, no like there's some of the charm is her being worn down of like she's so she like she's disappointed by all men like she's not met one that has like charmed her in any way like she was charmed by Wickham and then was obviously betrayed pretty quickly and then like kind of liked Fitzwilliam but like Still was not that sold on anyone. Yeah. And this one, it was like, I mean, just the way her eyes are, where it's like, it felt like any moment she was ready to believe in love, she just, like, had, didn't like these, like, just Darcy and Mr. True. Cole. Yeah, I mean, even the, her her and Wickham had great vibes, and I could you could really feel it on yeah. screen, I feel like. No, and, like, if, as someone who prided herself on, like, I mean, obviously that's kind of the, one of the things of, like, Oh, I got tricked by Wickham, but there was none of like that like character skepticism. I I feel like I didn't read that like that trying to understand the deeper layer. There was no like calc- you couldn't see calculations on, on her face while she was like meeting new people. Right, so that was that was something for you that like wasn't exactly there. Like Kieran Knightley yeah. was like almost too charming. Yeah, too charming, too, and too like it looks too has a deep warmth to her that I feel like. Elizabeth has a separation from everyone. Like only Jane really gets her full right. warmth. Right. And she's I, she's yeah. yeah. I thought her both her fight scenes were awesome. Like when she's rejecting Darcy's proposal, and when she's uh, reject or kind of fighting with Lady Catherine at the end. Oh yeah. That's when it's like yes, this is how I imagine the book, like all out sparks, like hit and like y- they even do Pithy. so many like line for line, just like, just say what's in the book. And it was yeah. like, Oh, this was great writing. Like every yeah. line set. And they, yeah, I feel like whenever they did use like a line from the book, it did feel like, Whoa, yeah, this is like, I mean, like Jane Austen was, is so like methodical and specific about feelings and like, the way that people are treating each other and why um, that sometimes like just having them say that to each other was, was incredibly impactful. Yeah, absolutely. It, and there was yeah, a lot of it that was like, Oh, this is like, I thought that proposal scene, they nails. I mean, it all, it all comes on so quickly that like, it's supposed to be a surprise, but you're also supposed to sense it like jaws. And yeah. Like, <laughs> It just kind of popped up of like rejection, and no, and like you don't get that building sense of like, oh, Darcy's in love with her. Like it's it's like they see each other a little bit, 
And then he's like, look, I got, I love you. Which, and, like, she's, like, mad at him. But, like, I, I think there's something to be said for thoughts as action here. Where you we get her thinking about how much she doesn't like him for probably 150 pages before we get yeah to the yeah a lot right and that and wasn't exactly way that wasn't didn't weigh the same in the movie yeah because when it's just the incidents the incidents are almost nothing it's exactly it's how much emotional energy is she has put into not liking him. Like, when that letter, yeah, when he gives her that letter, I mean, like, in the book, that was insane. It was like, oh, this is going to, it, it, like, it, like, sort of, like, start, it, it changed everything, it, but it, it started to change everything, and then it slowly changed everything. Whereas in the movie, it was like, eh, okay, turn around. That's, we, I feel differently about Darcy now. She went to Pemberley. It was all changed, you know? Yeah. And I think the big thing about the, the letter and the changing the mind is that this was, this character is someone who prides herself on getting it right the first time. Yes, and being able to uh, so to get it wrong twice with both Wickham and Darcy was like a devastating, humble moment that forced her to grow. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Wickham, what did you think of Wickham? I think I think he was well cast. I think they picked like a good, charming guy. I think he like the yeah. He was like the most handsome guy. He was like the most like officially, classically handsome guy that they cast. Yeah. When it's it's like a like the like a surfer dude like. The British equivalent of a surfer dude, hair down, hair like, down, California handsome boy. That's what yeah. he was. But I think he looks version. like he looks like Orlando Bloom. That's what I wrote down. Orlando yeah. Bloom vibes. Yeah, Rupert Friend. What a name. That's that's <laughs> Wickham. Rupert Friend. He's a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, he was good. He yeah, he didn't have much. He didn't have much to do. They kind of no. got Wickham in and out. No, and they like they did. Like, it was almost a villainless movie, just because they yeah, didn't have right. enough time to develop him as a villain. They didn't have enough time to develop Lady Catherine as a villain. Although and, they did more Lady Catherine. Yeah, but it was such a one note, almost out of nowhere. Like, like who is this lady, and why would Elizabeth care? Like, yeah, yeah. Like she had him o- over for dinner one time. <laughs> yeah, this is just a lady who butts into Elizabeth's life for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Rude. Um, no. So are these the structural concerns that you were referring to in our pre-pod convo? Yeah, that a lot of the strength of the novel they can't do in movie form just out of how internal a lot of it is and how um, short it has to be. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said for, like, you put 30 pages on something, that makes it important. Like no matter what it is, <laughs> right? You spend time with it, and like, and it develops, and then we just start, we just start feeling it. Like, I mean, like, yeah, the change. It's hard to represent that on film, but the change towards Darcy is slower. Yeah. No. Okay. And like, yeah, it just things can move slower in a book, <clears throat> and like they're almost expected to. On the positive side, there are a few things that, to me. Um, were striking because you could see them visually. Yeah. I mean, the ball scene, uh, first of all, there's like some crazy long uh, one shots where it's like it follows Elizabeth going through and just like crazy beautiful sequences of different people dancing and then people eating and people talking and Elizabeth's just going through the whole thing and you're getting a sense of this huge room with like, and the whole community's there. There's old people and young people and music and dancing and talking and soldiers and poor people and rich people, um, and that camera work was crazy. Yeah, those scenes were gorgeous. Like yeah, and the and the the dancing, how, like how it was all choreographed, all was beautiful. I wrote down so many extras. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who you have to make? You have to, they have to dance. They have to dance good. And like. And each song has its own dance. Like, how did it? Like, how was dancing going on back then? Yeah, Elizabeth goes. I love this dance. Maybe it's like the cha-cha slide, where it's like everyone just picks it up somewhere. Yeah, the you don't Cupid know how shuffle. to do it. <laughs> yeah, your cousin. But those songs, in those songs, here's the point: they tell you what to do right there in the song. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something? Was there a lesson? Hello. Where are these dances being choreographed? Yeah, no, folks, and I, and some even like the little things of like when all of a sudden it's just her and Dar- Darcy dancing alone. It's like, all right, that's a pretty opinion, or a pretty shot, and pretty oh, metaphor. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, baby. Uh, um, I wrote down. I'm looking at my notes from when I watched it. I wrote uh, Elizabeth Barb for Darcy. She's so pretty that they aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I put Mary crying at the ball got me. Just oh, that, like that moment sad? when she tries to play the piano, and then uh, <laughs> Mr. Bennett's like, "All right, enough, Mary." And then later, Mary's crying, and it's like, <laughs> "It's okay, Mary." It's like, oh man, Mary, yeah, like that. That's the one thing where it's like Mary almost got a better shake in the movie than she did in the book, where it was like, "This is a real person who <laughs> it has the, the shorter end of the stick than anyone in the Bennett family." <laughs> right. They didn't play it for like laughs as much as the book, and also right there, another example of Mr. Bennett not playing comedy, playing honorable yeah. dad guy. He's um, he's tender and sort of. Uh, more on the side of the children is like Dumbledore is a good that's a good vibe that's that's a that's a well put uh simile Mary also had had Mary had some weird moments Mary was like a weird character a little bit she would chime in and say something weird I guess that happened in the book too yeah like she was inept socially no for sure it, it there wasn't like I mean they I thought they cast her well because she was like a like she didn't stand out by any means, which is like right. It's like that they picked a queen. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think the younger sisters, it was kind of tough because like, that's like their silliness is the the crux of the big plot piece of the whole book, and like it really isn't that developed that well except for when she's cr- one uh, when Kitty's crying when Lydia's about to leave. <laughs> oh, I disagree. I mean, I mean, like I feel like their silliness was the was one of the main points of the first thirty minutes. Was like. Man, Kitty and Lydia love officers, and they are being <laughs> silly about it. I mean, like they're they're like they're like blurry that the whole they're like they're they're moving so fast with giddiness and silliness that they're like fuck it, you can't you can't even see them move. Yeah, you like, can't see who like they are. Two dogs are fighting in the yard. <laughs> exactly, you can't see where one stops and the other begins. It's just yeah. like it's just like doilies, doilies and curls and, and ribbons and, and yeah and silliness. I mean, like. <laughs> I love that. I mean, like my other point, my other thing I wrote down for visually stunning in the movie was the officers marching in. I'm like, oh yeah, there's just a lot of guys in bright red coats, and they're going to be very attractive. They're attractive to these people, you know. Like, yeah, they're all marching in line, and they yeah. all have a job. Yeah, handsome boys in uniform. Nothing. Hello. <laughs> nothing. Nothing much has changed. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, everybody? Am I right? Hey, Fleet Week. <laughs> We're gonna objectify both sexes. All the sexes, every gender. We're going to objectify all of them during this podcast. Yeah. Uh, that is our guarantee. That is what we will do. They're all hot. They're all, everybody's hot. Everybody's hot. Put uh, them in a period piece? Yeah, hot. I, I wrote down at, at the uh, the dinner party that Catherine DeBurrow hosts, like, they go out of their way to shoot it extraordinarily symmetrical. Where, like, it's straight down the table. Three on one side, three on the other, and Lady Catherine. Oh, and all right. all dark and it was candlelit. I, like, every once in a while, it's just like a very beautiful shot. But, it, like, I could not tell you what it's supposed to mean. It's more like I feel like the director just had a lot of fun of, like, this is a very ornate time, so let's make a lot of ornate shots. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean it was incredibly well-directed. I mean, like, and beautiful. I mean, like, all the backdrops. I mean, England looked pretty, I mean, like, it looked pretty good in a lot, in a lot of the... I mean, it opens on like a a sunrise over like a beautiful English yeah. countryside with birds chirping. Yeah, the countryside was was very pretty, and then you get a nice little English countryside cottage. And, and I, Heath's I down, Paul Giamatti would be a good Mister Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Giamatti could have done a Mister Collins pretty well too. I bet. Yeah, I think I think Giamatti is good for this type of role of like. Either like sarcastic dad or unlovable creep. <laughs> yeah. Either way, he. I mean, he's a he's a period piece king. I mean, I'm sure when they call him up now, he's like, "Am I gonna have to wear three quarter length pants?" And they're like, "Yeah, Paul." And he's like, "I know. Okay, let's do it. Go to work. <laughs> I'll get my stupid wig that I always wear." I thought the uh, the sex was way more heavily implied in the movie. Well, I, I agree. It's like, it's a, the mo- like it's modern, so of course. But like that last scene where it's just Darcy and um, 
and Elizabeth, and he keeps calling her Mr. Darcy or Mrs. Darcy. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> he was calling her Mrs. Darcy. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. saying, you're me, you're Mr. <laughs> Darcy. I was like, oh, my goodness, children are watching. <laughs> I mean, it opens, and they're they're like, I mean, they're scantily clad for, uh, you know, uh, Regency England. Yeah. Like, they're wearing just pants and a shirt. Like, they're wearing, <laughs> like, one layer of clothing. Yeah. But she's stroking his calf. That was the beginning of that scene. A calf says, stroke. You, you can call me goddess divine, but only on very special occasions. It's like. Yeah. Gosh darn. <laughs> Goddess divine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that wasn't anywhere near the book. Goddess divine. It came no. out of nowhere. No. I was no like, it, I was like, was that even an appropriate phrase for the time period? Who, uh, Goddess divine. Yeah, that's that's some Ariana Grande. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like a Beyonce album. Yeah. Of, like, that's what you will call, like, what, like, such like sexually charged flirting at the end but oh all the yeah flirt, like at the end of the book the flirting is like what did you think you liked me best and in, <laughs> and in the movie it's like you know what we're gonna do later right <laughs> and you know what you're gonna call me <laughs> yeah they're talking about what i can call you what uh, yeah what, like, what's more sexual than Louise. that yeah, they're like alone in the middle of what looks like the reflecting pool in Washington D.C. I guess which yeah. is like a, I guess like Pemberley has a reflecting pool the size of the one that's in D.C. It looks like that scene in Forrest Gump. Yeah, it was like this is. Are we gonna uh, let's see some spiciness right now? <laughs> yeah. Whereas We're in the, the book, no one even kissed. No, it no. wasn't like, and then I gave him a kiss. Yes, not even described once. I I know because I looked for it. Yeah, I was like, I wanted my little kisses. Kiss. Somebody kiss, please. I had a whole kiss uh, scrapbook ready to go to scrap all all the descriptions of kisses. I and I write down my favorite kisses from every book I read. <laughs> I, I had to write my own. Yeah, I added some kisses. <laughs> call, call me Goddess Divine. <laughs> I said, smooch, smooch, smooch. <laughs> I just added at the end, actually, I don't like you, Mr. Darcy. I like Kevin Lovkovich. I'm going to give him a smooch. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very happy after that. The end. And I'm going to talk to him about baseball because that's what he likes. That's he likes he baseball. Likes. And indie rock. Do you know what indie <laughs> rock means, Mr. Darcy? I bet you don't. That's why I'm leaving you. <laughs> Man. Exactly. I thought Good there was stuff. one line that I don't think it was in the book, but it made me laugh uh, w- with the uncle saying uh, when Elizabeth was complaining about Darcy and the un- uncle says, oh, you just have an objection to Mr. Darcy because of his wealth. The poor man can't help it. <laughs> yeah, the poor man. Oh, yeah, that's good. See, there's there's some class criticism for you, uh, although it's more like a farcical joke about how a guy's rich and poor man can't help it. Funny. Poor man can't help it. Funny stuff. Yeah, I thought they did a weird forehead touch that was somehow more inappropriate than if they just kissed. <laughs> like right when they did like a when they propose and it's like yes I love you and then they like lean their foreheads together with the sun coming through like a beautiful shot, but like just kiss just like, kiss your weirdo. It's more yeah. it's more gross to do that. <laughs> God, yeah, you're freaking everyone out. Yeah, just just be normal for one second. Okay, wait. Speaking of engagement, one more moment is um, this happened in the book as well, but I just didn't think of it at the time. But Lydia has an engagement ring. Does an engage they, ex- engagement rings exist in this time period slash universe? Right. I don't know. But they don't. Yeah. They do have no, no. Lydia has a ring with Wickham. Yeah. Maybe it's a wedding ring though, because they're married. Yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure. I feel like I, I, I never like an engagement ring was never mentioned in the book. Yeah, but they do get down on one knee, but they don't have a ring. Did he get? Down? I feel like Darcy didn't get down on one knee. I think Darcy didn't. Mister Collins did, which is actually probably you know that's not a good sign for getting down on one knee, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think Bingley did too. Actually, I'm almost sure Bingley did. 
Bingley in the movie did. I guess he was like, yeah. you don't really get to see the proposal for Bingley. You see like Elizabeth seeing something, and then it, then he hurries out of the room happy. <laughs> yeah, no, in the no in the book they just like talk by a mantelpiece, and that is like that is like them getting and the real engagement happens with Mister Bennett. I mean, like that's yeah. the thing is like you're not really engaged until you're until Dad gives you like the dowry. Yeah, until the dad says, "Go ahead." <clears throat> yeah. And they changed, like, um, that, like, because Elizabeth goes, Darcy paid for everything for uh, Lydia. And, he, and, he, and Mr. Bennett goes very sincerely, I have to pay him back. Where in the oh, book, yeah. he's like, I'm, oh, great, I don't have to pay him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought they were gonna, I thought that was a setup for a punchline later. But they're really, they, again, once again, the comedy was drained out of the Mr. Bennett. It's supposed to be like, I'll have to pay him back. Not. That's yeah. supposed to be the moment. My son-in-law, he's not going to make me pay him back. I just saved a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, he never roasts Wickham either. He doesn't do any fun Mr. Bennett stuff. No, you never even see him like, kind of sad about what happens. Like You see him come back and he's just like, I'm tired. And then it's like, oh, the letter's here saying it's all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was gorgeously shot. Kira Knightley can I'd like your father. I would watch her do a lot of movies and be like, yeah. "Oh, great." Um but yeah, I, I think a lot of the satirical power of that book was kind of gone because I mean, it's kind of like that's how good of a writer that Jane Austen is is that she wrote this like cutting satire that also is a very compelling romance. Yes, right. I mean, it was able to do both, but when you maybe when you're filmmaking, you have to kind of pick one lane. Yeah, where it's like like two hours versus four hundred forty pages. It's like what, how much can be accomplished? It does. It feels way more like a series than a movie. I think in terms of for how for however much we made fun of it for being uneventful, which we did. Yeah, uh, it's more of a it's more of a like a dialogue heavy series, a Downton Abbey style. Yeah. Um. We, I would be interested to see the series, and maybe we will. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Oh boy, we got nothing going on <laughs> right now. It sounds good. We'll maybe we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> it sounds good now, but do the fans want it? Right in, man. Yeah, we we have a new podcast where we watch the television series that books are based on. <laughs> that's now that is a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I um, it did make me think of like what trying to put together like an American version, just because I like I was like England sucks. Like <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, news. low key. What nothing to do with England. You know, I I did think about like a modern day version or something, but like how do you? I mean, you can no, you can't do a modern day version, but what an American version? What do you mean? Like an American version. I mean, a, a modern day version would be very tough because. It's it's very contingent upon an economic reality that doesn't quite exist anymore. Not quite, but there is definitely the haves and the have-nots, and there's a there's class differences, but there's not the marriage reality. Yet. There is there isn't the high stakes of like my mom is going to have nowhere to live if I don't get married. Yeah, exactly. And like this is really my only way of making, or like quote unquote, making money, or like being able to secure money for my family is to marry well. I can't like go out and start a business or whatever. I can't like work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in a in a modern time, it would be very gritty. Mister Bennett would already be dead, and they'd all yeah. be living in a, a three bedroom in Queens. It'd be like two nurses, a waitress, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two bartenders. There's yeah. like a couple kids uh, around, but like, yeah, that's what it would be. That's the movie. That's killer. Do that. Yeah, uh, and then she she gets to marry a a, a tech. A recent tech startup uh, guy. Yeah, and I think you could do something like I think that would it would be like, and he could kind of show her. I mean, like there is like an upper class in America. I mean, like obviously, yeah. and they they get things that no one else gets. And he could he could be showing her some of those things, um, and so, being like, you know, all my friends think I shouldn't marry a normie, uh, you know, <laughs> but I'm gonna. Maybe if I was gonna do it, it'd be like. <clears throat> There's a Mr. Collins type who has a job with insurance, and she has a kid and would like that insurance so that 
Ooh. her kid can be taken care of. Yeah. But she's like, he would not make me happy, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to marry this, actually, this tech guy that I thought was a jerk, but he's just a, a dork. I don't know. And my sister was almost internet shamed for... <laughs> yeah, she got uh, revenge porned. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ooh, there you go. Her OnlyFans got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be only for fans. Yeah. No, Not for I hackers have... and fans. Yeah, and then let's see what else. So Jane... I mean, Jane's just like... She's a nurse and like... She meets another tech guy, and, and they really like each other. But, like, the Darcy type's like, man, like, f- big families like that, it's going to be a whole thing. Like, <laughs> Right. She, exactly, yeah. She's got a big family. They're going to be asking you for this and for that. Yeah. Um, and also, you could be dating, you know, a model or an actress. I mean, I know she's beautiful and you vibe, but really, what are you actually going to, you know? Because Darcy's, Darcy's main objection as they point out, was not exactly the class, but more like the propriety of the family. That yeah, they weren't behavior. proper. They didn't act right. Yeah. It no, wasn't sure. that they didn't have money. It was the how they. It was cultural. Yeah, the mom is embarrassing, that, and the two younger sisters <clears throat> are embarrassing, and Mary's a dork. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that could be fun. I think the I think the the modern it could it could it could happen. We'll work on it, and then we'll pitch it, and no one steal this idea. We are the first <laughs> ones to think of a modern adaptation of an old novel. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm, we're we're gonna put this out tomorrow, so this, I mean, like, this is pretty close to a solid copyright. Yeah, you hear that, Hollywood? Don't take sorry, Steven Spielberg. I hate <laughs> to spoil Berg the moment for you, but we got a copyright. Yeah. It did make me think, like, watching this movie and, like, just understanding, like, there's a general culture around these books where, like, they're beloved and people love to cosplay. It kind of reminds me of, like, makes me think about, like, how, like, there was a time when, in college where people loved to have Gatsby parties. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, like you know, he was writing about how awful these times are, right? <laughs> same with Jane Austen. Like, it turns in like, it's terrible to live right now. <laughs> She and, would be happier in this time, sure, yeah. And like, and so like the, the people are like, but it's so pretty how they wrote about it. I want to live there. <laughs> and it's like the whole book is like, it's awful here. Like every rule and, and structural part of society is terrible. <laughs> but what do you think it is, though? What do you think draws people back to 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 that kind of thing? I mean, it's it's simpler. Like if a man likes you, he has to go and tell your dad. Yeah. No, they're then, for sure they're that. Right? There is a, a rom- an innocent romance of... Literally, physically, sexually innocent. Yes. Apparently. The only person that try- tries to have... Yeah, uh, tries to have premarital sex is the villain of the <laughs> whole book. The only horny guy gets... Uh, he gets is he gets his due. as the worst man in England. <laughs> It's the yeah. When someone has a weekend getaway, it's the worst thing that happens to anybody in the whole book. Yes, and so it's like, oh, you just get go to you learn how to dance and you talk sweetly in the meadow about your <laughs> dreams. And there's no com. It's it's like we get have a few good talks. Guess what, baby? I'm getting down on one knee. <laughs> We're starting a family. We're starting a family right away. I like the way you dance and wink and the way your handkerchief smells. I guess I'll spend the rest of my life with you. I'm going to go ask your dad a question real quick. (laughs) Mainly that question is, how much you give me to take your daughter off your hands? (laughs) I like one of the keys to finding out if someone's going to be someone's wife is whether or not they've been in alone in a room together at any point. Yes. Can I be alone in the room with this person? Oh dear! Oh god. my god! <laughs> get a room. Hey, get a room, you two. <laughs> so you can propose. <laughs> yeah. That there is definitely sort of a uh, like when the rules are rigid and like even when they're unjust. When rules are rigid, it's like, well, you just got to follow the rules and hope you do well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But I mean, you could argue that you do something about those rules, like you cut, you know, you make a cutting satire of them, a la Jane Austen. You know. Yes, but more in general, talking about like the people who just kind of like to cosplay at that time. People like the people do like the rigidity where it's like, yeah, you you dance this way and you dress this way. There's just different color dresses. They're all kind of the same dress. Yeah. Um, men are no. where men were men. Yes. When men wore long hair and frilly coats. And, <laughs> and they debated whether or not women were valuable if they could uh, draw or not. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, let's be honest. Can women who are, can't draw, are they worth a damn or what? <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, let me hear you. When a lady can't draw, are you like, uh, who raised you? <laughs> uh, did you fire your governess or did she quit? Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the deal with that? You live like this? You know drawing? <laughs> hey, babe, uh, me and the boys are in the other room waiting for our drawings. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a rendering of a rare bird. Uh, Hello. Uh, I have an empty hand with no beautiful portrait. This handkerchief isn't even embroidered. Uh, I'm sorry, What? Um, where is the lively conversation you promised when we were married? <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. Uh, um, so, have you seen the news from Parliament today? <laughs> hey, babe, this pianoforte isn't going to play itself. Let's <laughs> go. Come on. Hey, come on. The guys are over. You got two hands. I got a pianoforte. Let's put them together. Hey, what are we doing? Why not buy this pianoforte for you with your dad's money? If you ain't going to play it, <laughs> when the boys are over. <laughs> hey, I'm freaking Italian over here playing a piano forte. <laughs> I'm uh, Italian stereotype over here. Hey, why won't you marry me with your dad's money? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't we get a lope, baby? Hey, you with the legs. You want to get eloped this weekend? <laughs> Boy, I'd like to get alone with your father in a room. <laughs> ask, ask, him him a a, ask him a question or two. Hey, what you doing in Brighton? Your first time here? You want to hey. come down? Let's go somewhere else. Want to go up to Scotland with me? You know what I'm saying? Hey, baby, can I get some fries with that entailment? Oh, I got hey. yeah. Hey, hey, ribbons. <laughs> Hey, Ribbons, yeah, you heard me. What you doing later? You want to go to a ball? <laughs> you want to go to a ball or maybe uh, tour the North Country, if you know what I mean? Hey, I'd walk on your family if you know what I'm saying. I'd kidnap you from your family family, and make them all worried. Hey, I, yeah, I don't care about your dowry, babe. <laughs> all, all I care about is what's under that very tight, very ornate dress. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's that portion. Yes, we did our New York cat collar in <laughs> 1790s England. <laughs> True genius comedy right there. And now us. this is how Borat would sound in the same situation. Yes. Uh, would you like to be uh, my wife? And then uh, Elizabeth said to Darcy, "You'll never get this. You'll never get this." <laughs> Goddess divine. And then one day, Darcy changed his ways and make big donation, and he get this. <laughs> he did get this. He get this. Uh. <clears throat> so that's our analysis of Pride and Prejudice, the classic <laughs> novel. <laughs> our analysis, perhaps, and the... A know. foundation in feminist text. <laughs> Ends we... with a Borat riff... <laughs> We did it. We read a girl book. We read a girl book. I loved it. I don't. I did love it. I, and the I loved the movie too. I was. I was like. I kind of gave myself some treats to eat while watching the movie. Ooh. Like, like you're not gonna like. You're gonna watch this movie. It's gonna be a little boring, but it's like, oh yeah, when these events are all stacked up together, and with the beautiful visuals and the hilarious lines and the beautiful people. Yeah. Great. What an experience. It is gorgeous, and there's something to be said for watching gorgeous things happen. I could have, yeah, hours. I could have watched it on mute for two hours, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. 
and the the rain scenes, you know it's serious when it's raining. Oh my god! I mean, this is a 2005 movie. I feel like it was already so cliche to say anything romantic in the rain. But hey, there's a rain scene. You know, yeah. it's really dumping too. It's pouring. It's pouring in that movie. Go inside. You're wearing all wool. Yeah. Jeez Louise, Darcy. Where's the urgency? I don't buy it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what, what, any final thoughts, Kev? Um, it, this book definitely taught me the value of, like, really make sure you know every character so you care about them. Okay, as far as like a like a writing craft, like you could see why Austin remains like hugely influential and important. Yeah. Of like and even like the thing of like even as a satire, you got to make sure these characters have ups and downs. Like even the more one-note characters had good days and bad days. Yeah, they they were humanized. Yeah, yes. they were And like there's like <clears throat> Mrs. Bennett when she's when she's king of the world, and then there's Mrs. Bennett when she is <laughs> at like, the lowest of the lows, and right, and it's a good way to play like when a character is that like one-minded, is is like to not make that a boring character, make their circumstances change constantly. Right. Well, they may have a stupid, they may have like a stupid way of viewing the world, but even through that lens, they're gonna have ups and downs and they're going to change have an arc yeah it's kind of a good way to show like how to make like simple characters dynamic mr collins yeah mr collins sucks and uh he gets married and he becomes happier and still but sucks. even then he like shows how vindictive he is at the end and he gets his comeuppance it's, it's like as far as organizing a how many characters how many characters would you say Probably more than like To Kill a Mockingbird of like all five yeah. sisters, yep. the two parents, Charlotte, Mr. Collins, Lady Nine, Catherine, ten, Darcy, Bingley, the sisters. 11, 12, 13, 14. Like, and all of them have an arc. Yeah, even, yeah, like the Bingley sisters, they had to eventually come around to liking Elizabeth, and they had, and Elizabeth, or to, to Elizabeth and Jane, and Jane had to admit that they were bad, and like, yeah. Everyone ha- and, and they all have relationships to each other, too. All 14 or 15 of them have relationships, and they have opinions on each other, and, they're, and, and they're all, those things are all changing. Wickham, I think it's 15, 16, oh, yeah, 17. Yeah, Wickham. Oh, and 16, the, the Gardeners, that's two more right there. 18, 19. Yeah, we're talking about, it's got, yeah, 20-ish, 20 characters. And they, like, even the simpler <clears throat> characters are still get an arc, they get some some nuance to them and it shows like if you want to make a satire of society you have to portray a lot of characters so you make sure you get a lot of elements of society you need to create a mini culture a little tiny society yeah so yeah it's um uh, it's darcy's sister i mean there's darcy's sister has a you know darcy's sister has a small little arc there's lots of characters sorry yeah it's no it's it's as far as craft goes, it's like you could see why Austin is seen as one of the best, um, and it's really cool. And I'm I'm really glad I because like like you said, like this is not there's no circumstance that like Jane Austen's not on news right now. I'm not in high school or or college anymore. Like <laughs> yeah, right. I like there's not a movie coming out where it's like I better read the book. Like I would be like yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go like it's a world that I would not dive into. If it wasn't for this podcast, because I don't really have any historical interest in it, but I'm really glad I did just to like see like a great craftsman working with uh, working to fight against your own times. I had not known at all what was going on with any of Austin or any of really of this genre. I mean, I hated Jane Eyre, but that's way later. But like I was kind of I was kind of loath to anything similar to Jane Eyre. Mm. But I'm really glad that I gave us a shot. It was it was a blast. It was an experience. Absolutely. And we I, thank uh, you very much for listening. We appreciate yeah. um, any and all of the feedback that we've gotten from you all. And again, if you like it, uh, tell somebody. I've, podcasts for me are all word of mouth. I mean, posting about it's nice. But for yeah. me, it's like if, if a friend I trust says listen to this podcast, 
Like, hey, you might dig this podcast. <clears throat> oh, you're reading that book? You might dig this podcast. Oh, yeah. my God. Right. Exactly. You teach, you know, yeah. you're in high school. Whatever. Um, you're the president of a PR firm who would like to give a, a client a free. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Why don't you check out this podcast? <laughs> you're a marketing student and you want a little pet project. Oh. Yeah. Make our podcast go viral. Wouldn't that be something? But I yeah. told my my uh, Mrs. Johnson, Claudia Johnson, said that uh, in one of the episodes we said like uh, we said put it on a USB drive and throw it into the staff room of your high school. And she said that I, I wasn't going to do that, but I did send it in an email to uh, all the faculty from Casnovia High School. So wow, uh, shout out, shout out to all of uh, everyone who listened to it because of that. That's not something. Well, Casanova High School, this one's for you. <laughs> this one's for you. Go Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. We love. Thank you it. so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Terrence, for uh, for. I mean, this has been really fun. To like, I think it's also made. Yeah. I think we're we're both like we find so much more funny things about these books because like a lot of these books are are funnier than you think, but like you have to you read them and you're like. You're just on yeah. in your own head. Gotta fill like, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like, oh yeah, this is a really funny book and we're and I had a lot of laughs. Yeah. So. No, thank you, Kev, for yeah, for getting for putting this together and keeping it going and bringing the heat Duh every heat. week. Every week. Every week, Kev. It don't come it don't come cheap. <laughs> I know the heat don't come cheap. I appreciate that we're getting it. <laughs> We're getting it, and the long distance heat. You know, we we. I'm glad we managed to do it. Yeah, on Zoom <clears throat> sounds pretty good. I think, considering yeah. it's kept me sane to have this to work on while we're uh, we're we're kept apart. Me too. I can't golf every. I can't golf all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can't go time. to the bodega every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, this is Terrence Hartnett signing off. Thanks again for listening. Yeah, this is Kevin Lavkovich. Uh Yeah, hopefully yeah, we, catch, we get a new season for you guys soon. If you have any thoughts on what's next, let us know. Now is the time. Now is the time to bring something up. Because if we get even, if we get three of the same suggestion, guess what? That's the pod, okay? That's it. So if you don't vote, you can't complain, okay? So talk to us. <laughs> don't blame um, us. We voted for John <laughs> Kerry. <laughs> Uh, it's at okay Gatsby pod of course uh, i'm at ha hartnet on instagram kev i'm at kevin lopkovich on twitter and, and god we love you folks you know it's all my outside as i show